Thanks for tuning in to Mountain View Fellowship's weekly podcast with lead pastor Don Headley. At MVF, our mandate is pointing people to Jesus by fostering relationships. We know Jesus cared for people and placed a lot of emphasis on relationships. So we do too. We believe that we're created for relationship with God and that he gave each one of us a desire to belong. If you'd like more information about MVF, connect with us at mvfcolorado.com. Now, stay tuned for this week's message. This whole series has been a lot of fun because we, so we kicked it off several weeks ago. And what, we, what we've been doing is asking the question, God with us. So if, if God came to earth, what did we receive out of that? What are some of the gifts that God gave us because he stepped out of heaven and came here on earth? And what we found out in that first week is that God with us brings hope which many of us needed to hear that week. Uh, we talked about God with us brings love the following week. And then last week we talked about how God with us brings joy. And today I'm going to talk about a subject that I think we are all in desperate need of, and that's peace, that God with us brings peace. Uh, have you ever had a day where just like everything went wrong, like nothing was going right, you get to the end of the day, and you just thought to yourself, like, I should have never even got out of bed this morning. Anyone? Uh, you ever have that day, or am I the only one that has those like every third day? Okay, good. I, I have those quite often. We were laughing about this when I was telling my wife what I was talking about this, uh, this week. Uh, she brought up a day where we both had a really bad day. Everything was going wrong. We got out of bed. I went. I was hanging out with some friends. I came back. Uh, she had forgotten something at the office, and so she, um, I won't even get into all the details. It was just going bad. She pulled up in, into the, the parking lot there at the office and uh, ran in. And I saw her car. I've got all, you know, like, like four buddies in the car with me. So I'm driving our other car. We only have two cars. And, and so I come around the corner, and I see her car. And I see her coming down the steps out of the office. And I'm thinking, oh, cool. I need to talk to her. So I whip in real quick. And all these guys are with me. I whip right in. She's parked. And so I drive right in behind her, pull right up behind her as she's getting in the car. And uh, I was getting ready to get out, and I realized she didn't see me. And so she starts putting it in, in reverse, and I mean, she doesn't just go, she's in a hurry, right, because she's having a bad day, and so she goes like that, right, and I mean, she starts coming back, and before I could even get back in and get it in reverse, there was nothing to get, I mean, bam, and we wrecked both of our cars in one day, and, uh, and what was funny is I was like, I was playing a joke, and I remember the guys going, whoa, 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 they're all yelling because they could see it coming too. And uh, I get out of the car, and I'm like, babe, right? Because that's what you say before you yell at him. Babe, what were you thinking is what I was said. And she gets out of the car, and this was her response. It's Saturday. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> she was so frazzled. She left there, and she was actually taking, I think, uh, some supplies or a meal over to somebody's house. And she goes to their house, drops it off, and she's still in that frame of mind, right? So she puts it in reverse, and she goes to back out of their driveway, and she goes, and there's a big old post there that marks the end of their driveway, and she ran it all the way down our car. So it was one of those days where we got to the end of the day, and we're like, okay, we should have never got out of bed today, right? See, it's days like that that you really need the peace of God. Amen? Like, if you never heard amen, if you're not, you know, haven't been in church, amen is just like right on, okay? Or you go or whatever, okay? So, uh, man, we need the peace of God on days like that. But really, we need the peace of God in every day, but especially on days like that. And can I just say this? Peace is rare. It is rare today. 
You just don't see it very often. Uh, in all my lifetime, I've met a lot of different people. I've had the opportunity to sit down with a lot of uh, different types of people from different backgrounds to hear their stories. I've met tons of people who were ambitious. I mean, like top-tier leadership-type people. I've, I've met business people who you would say, hey, they're driven, they're motivated. I, I've met the opposite. I've met a lot of lazy people as well. I've met energetic, um, manipulative people, narcissistic people. I mean, I, I've met all kinds of people in my lifetime. Do you know what type of person I rarely meet? A person with peace. You just don't see it very often. Somebody who is at peace with themselves, at peace with God, and they have a firm, like firm footing in life, and they understand what they're here uh, to do and, and what their life is about, and they understand their purpose, and, and they just have this peace, this quiet confidence that kind of washes over everything that they do and say, do you know anybody like that? Those people are rare. You don't hardly ever see peace in our society today. It's, it's a rare commodity, and yet it's one of those qualities that we actually celebrate at Christmas. We find out that, that one of the things that we receive because God came is peace. God with us brings peace. And this, this is the bottom line for us today. And I want you to know before you leave here what kind of peace and how we can get it. Because we need it today. Not many of us have it, and we need it today. Peace is all through the Christmas story. 2,700 years ago, 2,000 years ago, Jesus was born. 2,700 years ago, a prophet by the name of Isaiah sat down, and he penned this in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Are you there? All right, this is what he has to say. For a child is born to us. A child is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of what? Peace. God with us brings peace. 700 years after that prophecy is written down, we get to this place in Bethlehem. A virgin by the name of Mary and her soon-to-be husband Joseph show up, and they have the Son of God, God with us, Emmanuel, God in flesh, and they place him in a manger, and then the angels go out, and they begin to proclaim that Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah has been born, and they announce to the shepherds in Luke chapter 2, they say this, it says, suddenly the angels was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven, and what? And What? Peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Now, if you haven't been here for a while, we're an interactive church, okay? Uh, you can speak in church. You're not going to get struck down, okay? Uh, like I was terrified to speak in church when I was growing up. We don't do that here. So uh, have some fun with this. I want you involved because this is for us. This message of peace is for every one of us. The angels told us, look, God with us brings peace, and he's here now, and this is what we celebrate at this time of the year. And then Jesus grows up, and he begins his ministry, and he begins to teach the people, and one of the main parts of his teaching is all about peace, the peace that is brought because he is there to make us right with God, to right that relationship that was broken because of the original sin. And God says, look, through me, you will have peace. I'm going to give you peace. Uh, in John chapter 14, he says this, I'm leaving you with a gift. What's the gift? Peace of mind and heart. 
And the peace I give is a gift the world, what, cannot give. Like, you can't find this anywhere else. So don't be troubled or afraid. I'm going to give you peace. I'm, I'm leaving you peace. And you can't find it anywhere else because what the world offers you won't last. It's temporary. It's gone. You, you might be chasing peace. You might think you've bought it or you've you know, somehow grasped peace in this world, but it's fleeting. But what I give you can't be, it can't be taken away from you, and it's eternal. The world's peace is temporary. If you don't believe me, just think about all of the peace treaties that have been signed, right? How many of those have been honored? None. Every one of them are broken. Why? Because worldly peace is temporal. But what Jesus brings is eternal. Now, God with us brings peace. Now, God with us brings peace in in a lot of different ways. And I want to share this with you because I know some of you sitting here today, uh, 2018 has been a rough year for you. Right? I know I'm speaking to some of you. Like, you can't wait for 2019 hoping that next year is better because this has been just one of those ridiculous years for you. And right now, as we talk about peace, you're just praying, God, please let that be real because I'm in desperate need of peace. If that's you, man, you came to the right message today. Because I, I want to I share with you how you can obtain this type of peace in your life. God with us brings peace, but what kind of peace? How do we get our hands on it? How does that work? He, he says he, he gives it to us as a gift. How do we receive that gift of peace. See, uh, let me first start by saying this, that when you scour the scriptures, you'll find out there's over 270 places where you're going to find peace. It's all over scripture. And it actually, uh, if, if you break it out and start reading through it and classifying it, if you categorize the peace that you find through Jesus Christ in scripture, what you'll find is there's three different categories of peace that God gives us. God with us brings peace, three different types of peace. The first one is spiritual peace. The second one is emotional peace, and the third one is relational peace. Now, I want to start with the first one and kind of share this with you because I think this is where it starts. God with us brings peace, and then I'm going to tack on to the end of each one of these so that we really get it, peace with God. God with us, the fact that God sent his son, he stepped out of heaven, put on flesh, he brought us an opportunity to have peace with God to be made right with God. This is that spiritual peace. It's an eternal peace. It's not temporal, it's eternal. Uh, The Bible actually has a word for this, and it's called salvation. He he redeems us. He makes us right with this creator God who loved us, who gave us free will, but yet we chose to turn our backs on him. Uh, The original sin broke that relationship with God. And Jesus coming to earth was to set that right, to make that right. You sang about it this morning. Titus and the band, if you were listening to the lyrics, I mean, it was proclaiming the fact that Jesus came to give his life for us so that we we could be made right with God once and for all. And that's that's the great news about Christmas. This salvation that we find through Jesus Christ. This baby in a manger that came to die for our sins. Turn over to Colossians chapter 3. Go to verse 15. Colossians 3. Go to verse 15. Now Jesus restored peace between us and God. He he took that broken relationship and he mended it together through his sacrifice and resurrection. 
2 Corinthians chapter 5, 18, the first part of 18. You're going to, a, to verse 15, but let me read to you 8, uh, 5, 18 real quick. It says, and all of this was a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. God sent his son so that we might have peace with God. God made us to be in a relationship with him. That was the original design. We, we were made in the image of God to, to enjoy a relationship with him and, and to bring glory and honor to his name. And, and that relationship was broken. And there was nothing you and I could ever do to make it right. And for centuries, they had been told that their Messiah, a Savior, was coming that would correct all of that. And on that Christmas day 2,000 years ago, the reason we celebrate, the reason the angels sang and proclaimed, and the reason the wise men traveled was because that Messiah had finally arrived. That what God had promised was coming true. That we could finally have peace with God. That we wouldn't have to go out and make peace offerings and sacrifices any longer but we could be made right with our creator once and for all now romans chapter 5 9 and 10 says this and since we've been made right in god's sight by the blood of christ we will cert- uh, he will certainly save us from god's condemnation for since our friendship with god was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. Jesus was sent to correct that relationship, to make right that relationship. This was the reason why he came. Now we celebrate the baby in the manger, we do all of this, but but let's be honest, the reason he came was to die for each and every one of us. Uh, One of the passages says, even while we were still sinners, before we ever chose him, he chose us. He still died for us. He went to the cross for us and paid for our sins. And he offers it to us as a free gift. And in that gift, we can have peace with God. Now, I'm going to tell you this up front. Because my guess is several of you in this room have never received Christ. You don't have peace with God. And I'm not playing games today. I'm just going to tell you straight up at the end of this message, I'm going to give you the opportunity to make that right, to find peace with God. I'm going to give you an opportunity to receive Christ. I'm telling you that way in advance because I want you to prepare your hearts for that. I don't want it to be a surprise. I want you to know that today before you leave here, you can have peace with God. Now, not only did God with us bring peace with God, But God with us also brings peace with me. See, that might sound a little odd saying it that way, uh, but this is that that peace that we get that's internal. It's this emotional peace, this understanding of who we are in Christ. There's a peace in that. And, And trust me, when you look around your job site, your schools, when you look around your life and your family, you'll see people chasing after everything but God. And is there any peace in that? No. You want to know how I know? Because you can just open up Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat, and you'll find out very quick people are chasing peace and they don't have it. They don't have peace within themselves. That's why they're putting on a facade. That's why they're trying to be things they're not, present an image that's not true. 
And it just leads to more and more of this fleeting peace, right? They, they can't seem to catch it. Because the harder you work, the harder you got to keep up to, to work to keep up with it. And, and it doesn't work that way. See, when we find peace with God, here's the amazing thing. You ready for this? When you find peace with God, you get the peace of God. And that's the peace with me. Being able to rest in who we are. I meet with so many people who are struggling from depression or anxiety. And, and some of that is, sometimes is led by this, this not understanding who they are in Christ. Uh, maybe it's a distorted view. Thinking that God's always angry with them or always mad at them. Or, or maybe it's they've never really understood who they are in Christ. And they, they've never really found that peace of God in their life. And they struggle with that. And wh- what we try to do is go, look, make yourself right with God. Once you make yourself right with God, then, then when you have the peace with God, you can have the peace of God. To be able to be restful in who you are in him. This peace of God is not fleeting. It's permanent. When we have the peace with God, we have the peace of God. Are you at Colossians chapter 3 verse 15? Look at the first part of this verse. The very first part. It just says this. And let the peace that comes from who? Christ. Christ rule in your hearts. It doesn't come from the world. It doesn't come from your image. It doesn't come from the things that you buy. And you keep that in mind as we move into Christmas, right? But it comes from Christ, the reason we celebrate Christmas. This peace that that he gives us. It says, let it rule in your hearts. Let Let it show you who you are and how much God loves you and his desires for your life. And when you really start to lean into that, there's this great peace that comes with that. Now, the Jews have this... um, this greeting that they use all the time, it's called shalom, right? And, and they say it to one another as they greet each other, and, and it's translated as peace, right? We hear that all the time. But, but when they say shalom, um, it means much more than just, hey, peace, right? Peace means a lot more than that. It means like, like full unity with God, like peace within themselves, like peace within life and how they're living, where they're at in life. Just let peace reign in your life. Let the peace that Christ gives you rule in your heart. That's what it means, shalom. Now, I can tell you this time last year, I was not very festive, all right? We had a horrible year last year, especially this time last year. We had just lost my mother-in-law right after Thanksgiving. We were going through some other things in our life. And I was not in the mood to celebrate last year. I was not in this mood of just let's enjoy uh, Christmas. And actually Christmas was this morning for us last year. And we were struggling. That shalom that we talk about, that peace with God, that peace of God, I saw that play out in that moment. Because even, if, even though we weren't in that place of celebration and really uh, seeking this joy of Christmas, we were struggling in that moment. We still had the peace of God because we knew my mother-in-law was a disciple of God she she was a believer and we knew where she was at and even though there was this hole this loss within our lives we we were still celebrating because we knew she was secure we knew where she was at and we had this peace that went much deeper than just words just sentiment or cards we had this peace from God we had the peace of God now, let me show you a passage that really helped me through because I know some of you are going through that this season. 
Um, this was one that helped me last year. Psalm 34, it says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Tell me where you can find that kind of peace from the world. You can't. Can I just say it this way? I've learned over my lifetime that for every broken part of your life, for every loss that you experience, for every pain or suffering that you go through, that God has a peace for that. He has a promise and a peace. If you're going through financial difficulties, guess what? God has a promise and a peace for that. If you're going through loss in your life, he has a promise and a peace. If you're, if you're going through some type of occupational uh, you know, turmoil, whatever it is for you, God, in his word, has a promise and a peace that surpasses all understanding. And it, and it just kind of takes care of that uncertainty in life. That you can walk through those moments because you have peace with God, which brings the peace of God. Now, the third kind, if you have the peace with God and you have the peace of God, which is the peace with me, then the third one that you actually receive is God with us brings peace with others. This is that relational peace. It's that, that external peace that goes on in our life. And the Bible refers to it as unity. It's what Jesus went to the garden and prayed about before he went to the cross. God, uh, as you and I are one, let them be as one. It's this relational peace that we have among one another. Even with the world around us, uh, the world that's, that's a non-believing, very violent toward the gospel type world, we can still have peace with them as well. As long as we have peace with God and, and the peace of God, we can have peace with others. Uh, here, here's a fact for you. The further that you move away from the peace of God, the further you move away from God, the more messed up your relationships will be. That's a truth. I've seen that over and over again. You want to work on your relationships, you need to work on your relationship with God first. Uh, example, if you're struggling in your marriage, guess what? Move closer to God. If both of you are moving closer to God, your relationship's going to get better. The peace with God and the peace of God leads to peace with others. Uh, look at the second part of Colossians 3.15. It started off by saying, let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, but then it goes on and it says, for as members of one body... You are called to live in what? In peace. And always be thankful. So as we have peace with God, we can have peace with each other. And we need to know this because sometimes we get really bogged down in the news and what's going on in the world. The fact that there's so much division in our world today. There's war all around us. And we start wondering, is there actually peace with other people? Galatians 2.28 says, there, You are no longer Gentile or Jew, slave or free, male or female, but all of you are one. All of you are one. One in what? One in Christ Jesus. So when we have peace with God, we have peace of God. We can have peace with each other. Now, when it comes to peace, here's, that, here's the order and how it works, all right? Uh, first of all, it starts. And I, I want to I make sure we're clear on this because this is where I'm going this morning. It doesn't start with peace with the people around you. It doesn't start with you having a good self-image. It starts with having peace with God. That's where it starts. 
It starts with that spiritual piece, that, that salvation is where it starts, because it all comes down to what is your relationship with like, uh, like with Christ? We want to foster that up relationship first. That's the most important thing. Once you have peace with God, then you can get the peace for yourself, the peace of God, and you'll then receive the peace with others. But it all starts with God. You can't sidestep that. You can't jump step one and go to step two. It doesn't work that way. Jesus is the first step in all three of these pieces. Uh, Isaiah 26 says it this way. You will keep in perfect peace. Talking about God. You will keep in perfect peace all those who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. It starts right there. With our relationship with our Savior. This one that we celebrate at Christmas. I wonder sometimes as I look around, you know, you're shopping and you look at all the decorations and everything. Everyone's celebrating Christmas, but you wonder sometimes how many people actually have a relationship with the one that we're celebrating. It starts right there. Peace comes to those who trust in God. My question is this, do you trust in him? What's your relationship like with God right here right now and I talk to so many people that are like you know what I don't I don't need God like I'm okay I'm, I'm a good person I'm doing pretty good in life and can I just say this as long as you think you don't need God you don't have God soon as you realize you need him is when you seek him and I want to encourage all of you make sure that you get this first step right today because God with us brings peace with God Brings peace with God. Peace comes when you come face to face with this Savior that we celebrate at Christmas time. That's when it comes. That's where it starts. Part of the armor of God in Ephesians 6 talks about strapping on your feet the, the gospel of peace. You know what that means? That means no matter where life takes you, if you're right with God, it doesn't matter. You still have that peace in your life. It prepares you to face an enemy with firm footing, because you already know where you stand with God. And you can take on whatever life hand, hands you. God with us brings peace with God. It also brings peace with me. This peace comes when we start to see ourselves the way God sees us. Not the way the rest of the world sees us or our friends, but the way God sees us. And when we start to understand what he wants from us in our life. Uh, one of the fruits of the Spirit that we studied a while back in one of our series was the peace, uh, the fruit of peace. It's what comes out of a relationship with God. You can overcome all kinds of things in life when you understand who God is and, and who, he, who you are in Him. It changes everything in life. And then lastly, God with us brings peace with others. Peace comes when we see other people the way God sees them. But see, you can't do that. You can't put on God's lenses until you have a relationship with him. And when that happens, you start to see the people around you the way God sees, sees them. Then, then it changes your approach and how, how you receive their criticism or whatever it might be for you. But it changes everything about your relationships with other people. Peace comes from God and God alone. And it changes us and it changes our relationships around us. But it all starts with God. 
Remember I told you earlier I was going to give you an opportunity to receive Christ today? I don't want you to leave here today. If you don't know Christ, you can't leave here today. Please don't leave here today without knowing him. If you don't have peace with God, if, if you don't have a relationship with God, I'm going to be bold because that's what Jesus did. He just said, come and follow me. He wasn't ashamed of it. And I, I've just spent, you know, 25 minutes telling you, you need Jesus. That's what I've been telling you. If you don't know who Jesus is and you don't have the peace, uh, we don't have peace with God today, and you desire that for the first time, would you just raise your hand? I'm just going to ask you to be bold. All right. All right. Awesome. Uh, would you all bow your heads with me? Uh, for those that had their hands up, I'm going to say a prayer. I want you just to repeat after me, would you? Heavenly Father, uh, we come to you today. We acknowledge that we are not right with you. And we desire to be made right with you. God, we want the peace that you offer. And we know that you sent your son to die for our sins so that we could be made right with you. I accept that free gift of salvation. And I choose to live my life for you. Amen. Now for the rest of us, if you're desiring the peace of God this Christmas, would you raise your hand? I'm going to pray for all of us. Let's bow our heads real quick. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you that we are our body of believers that are passionate about following after you, about becoming more and more like you today. I pray that we would start to really foster this up relationship even more during this season. Bring it to the forefront of our mind. Help us to foster that relationship, Lord. And may we, in a very tangible way this Christmas, just sense and experience the peace that you offer, peace with you and the peace of you. God, we thank you for all these things. We ask that your name would be glorified above all things. And all God's people said, amen. Thanks for joining us here at Mountain View Fellowship. We'd love the chance to meet you in person. We gather each Sunday at 9 and 1045 a.m. at 1955 Headlight Road in Strasburg, Colorado. If you aren't able to join us in person, we'll meet you right back here next week. God bless. Thank you.